Have you ever wondered what happens after ever after? Have you always yearned to know if the end is really the end? No? Well, you're gonna find out anyway. We're your hosts, Andy, Tammy, and Gina. This is Two Division. Welcome once again to Two Division Disney Sequels Explained. I'm your host Gina, and as always, I'm joined by my, by my two best friends on this very special May the Fourth. Yay! Andy and Tammy. Hi guys, how are you? I'm doing good. Tired, but good. Same <laughs> <Dang> girls. <laughs> just that. Just we we're going to have those kind of cards for frequency on stores, but it's going to be every time we're tired on the podcast. Tired, but good. Yeah, I think yeah. We, we, we are up to 16 by now. We're in episode 16, so we're getting to 20. We're going to have a prize. I think the only time we weren't tired when we were recording was when Andy and I were recording Cinderella 2. We had drunk a lot of coffee that day. Oh, my God. Yeah, that episode came out really hype <laughs> because yeah. of that. So today we're talking about a very special movie, as always. Uh, we're talking about Atlantis and its sequel, Atlantis Midas Return. And so... As we always do, we're going to talk about the original one first. So do you guys have any memories you would like to share about the original Atlantis? Yes, yes, me. Can yeah, I you start? Go. Yeah, you uh, go. Well, I think that as a kid that was born between uh, 1994 and 2005, uh, the kind of experimental era for Disney was like a big part of our childhoods. Mm -hmm. And we always get defensive when people say that those movies weren't good because they were. Um, so Atlantis is one of, I think when people t uh, talk about underrated Disney movies, Atlantis is always there. Atlantis and Treasure Planet are always there. Um, so yeah, I I remember that I always watched it and it was one of the movies that I always watched and I really, really liked it, especially because of the jokes. I think it's one of Disney's most, most... Yeah, like it's one of the funnier movies, absolutely. And the cast is is really amazing. I really, I think the part that I enjoy most, uh, apart from Atlantis being a really cool place, is that all of the characters. I mean, all of the characters are so great and so different, and each of them have their personalities. And so yeah, I always liked Atlantis when I was a kid, and still, it's one of the movies that I watch kind of regularly. Amazing. Mm -hmm. How about you, Timmy? I have a lot of memories with this movie. Like, one of the strongest one is that I had, like, when I was little, when I was six, probably when the movie just came out, I had, like, a coloring book of the movie. And I remember that at the end of the book, you could, like, decode Atlantean. And I had a lot of fun with it. And I also, oh, when I was, like, awesome. a teenager, I had a DVD of the movie. But thing was, that DVD never worked. And <laughs> it, didn't work, it didn't work with my... DVD player. I think it's because maybe we bought it in the US and my DVD player is in the Philippines and there's like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how. So, I didn't know that. I was like, I don't know, 13 and I wasn't, I didn't know how to stream. I don't know if you could stream <laughs> back then. I didn't like, I, I, I just remember every so often I would take out that DVD and I would try to make sure it played. <laughs> <laughs> every so often. I remember one night, I think I looked at it and I was like, please work. I just want to watch you. And I think I really loved it because of the diversity. I think that's yes. what really sticks out yes. to me, like the diversity. I love seeing people of color in the film. And, um, you know, I never realized how badass Audrey was. Like I realized that she the chief mechanic, like she has, she is in charge of people. Like that's I didn't realize thing, it was like, that as a kid. Everyone's so badass in their own way in this movie. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, I really loved it. And it was, I don't know, like, I, it was kind of not hard for me to watch, but a little embarrassing because my mom had, like, a really big crush on Michael J. Fox. And oh, that's <laughs> the first. Yeah. And when you don't, like, and when you, I don't know, for me, I don't like hearing about my parents' crushes. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of memories about this, about this movie. I could, like, really go on, but it's all right. <laughs> oh, I do want to hear them, but okay. For me, I, I on the same page. I think I just just remember loving Atlantis like all my life. I don't remember a time when I didn't love Atlantis, and this is one of those movies that I just put on and put on again and again and again and again. I just I knew the quotes, I knew the the scenes. I I used to like when when the final scene came out, like the climax scene, and the Atlantean guardians came out of the like the ocean, and they they did this clap thing where they created mm-hmm. the shield. I just I remember like being a kid and thinking, wow, that's so cool. And whenever I watch that scene, I like I, I try to imitate the Atlantean mm-hmm. guardians, and I, I I would do the whole clap thing, and I would feel like I was protecting my home, and it was amazing. I just I just it was a really badass movie, and as, as Tammy says. The the diversity is amazing. I think there are very little, very few movies in the, the Disney catalog that has as much diversity as this one. Mm-hmm. You're to have a Latina girl and then an Italian guy and a black dude and and, and a French guy. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is that they don't make big deals about their their yeah. their races. They're just what they are, you know. It's part of who they are, and that's it. And it makes absolutely no difference in the story or in their characters. That's just part of who they are, and that's it. And you don't you don't need to make a big deal out of them. And it's amazing, like the way that it's so well put together that it it accomplishes the goal of being diverse without being like without without it being forced, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. I think the cinematography is beautiful. Um, I have I have the Blu-ray. I, I was talking about this at the end of the last episode. I bought the Blu-ray of Atlantis, and it came with audio commentary. And the way that the director and the producers talked about this movie, it just mm-hmm. fills you with passion. There's like this mm-hmm. whole documentary about how they made it, and like they were so excited to be doing something that Disney hadn't done before, which is like they were trying to step out of the Disney princess formula, yeah, and the '90s formula. And they were like, oh, their their motto was like less <laughs> yeah. songs and more explosions and something like that. Yeah, they had that in t-shirts. All they production. made t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it's um, and it really shows like if you count the the, the name of the, the number of of explosions that there are in this movie, <laughs> it's really high. I think it's, it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> It probably like Michael Bay could do the live action of Atlantis if he oh wanted. Oh my god, don't please don't, don't tempt please us, don't, don't that do cool. that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he could. And <laughs> I, I, as Henry as was saying, this movie is hilarious. I think it's, I just love how it, it accomplishes being a fantasy movie with a comedy movie and sci fi a little like, bit. With action and sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi. mythology, and it's all like in the 1920s, so it's like in amazing. like a, like a period movie. It's, wow, it's awesome. It's so it's amazing. Like, it's Indiana Jones. And that's I, I was about to say. Yeah, I never watched Indiana Jones as a kid, but I think like oh this is my Indiana Jones. This is I, what I think people feel when they watch Indiana yeah. Jones. I grew up with Indiana Jones, and I think this is like kind of why I love mythology and history because of those two movies. Like, I watched this when I was six, probably. And yeah. I think it's 
I think that's also part of it because as a kid, I, I've always loved mythology and ancient civilizations and history. So I was a weird kid, as you can tell. And <laughs> Not weird, that was cool. mainly just about exploring and, and, and bringing this old civilization back to life and the way that they had been like trapped in time for like thousands of, of years without being, without technological advancing just because they were like underwater. It's just, ah, it's an amazing movie. <laughs> I just can't believe, I'm so sad that it didn't do well because my God, it did deserve to be, to do well. And if you watch it now, you're like, damn, this movie's good. It's, it's well put together. The script is good. The characters are amazing. Every character has a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hilarious. The villains are menacing, and they're they're menacing because they're very real. The the, the villains in this movie are capitalists. Capitalism <laughs> is a real villain of life. We all know that. Yeah, and and, uh, and the the princess is a diverse queen. It's a POC queen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I literal queen, <laughs> literal queen by the end of it. And I just I will never be, I will never explain how much I love Atlantis in in. Like in the way that I want to, and I also just want to point out that the voices in Spanish, my God, they're the best. I this I don't is think like I one can... of the best dubs ever yeah, in yeah. history of movie I making. Why, I don't know why, but I think the the comedies do well with the Spanish voices because this one and Emperor's New Groove, they're <laughs> two of the <laughs> best dubbed movies in latin america and i think it's because like the the comedy that they use uh, because i tried i've never watched atlantis in english but i've tried what i've tried watching emperor's new groove in english and the, the jokes are not the same i mean they, they change they, things they change they lines change, yeah they change huh. things because, because some things in english are just not funny in spanish so they changed <laughs> it so it would be fun um. in spanish so the jokes are not the same so you're still laughing but just not the same thing and for me as a, as a mexican of course i think the spanish version is just so much more hilarious because i think yeah, like, yeah that's so funny and and i just i just love that about the dub because that's what dubbing is to me you know adapting a movie for the, the region culture. yeah and for the region and that's amazing. And that's just part of why I love Atlantis so much. And that's it. I rambled really a lot. I rambled a lot. Sorry, guys. But I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I it's just okay. have a lot of feelings. You know what? You know what I'm glad? The only reason that I'm glad that it didn't do well, it's because the sequel would have been a series and it would have been no, wait, longer I, and painful. I was reading about this like on Wikipedia like literally 10 minutes ago that they they were planning a sequel like were, while they were in production. I think it was called Shard, I don't know, something. I closed the Wikipedia page, but it was, I, I will look it up. But they had been planning a sequel. Uh, they don't say what the plot was or anything, but they had been thinking about it. But when, no when the movie didn't do well, Mm-hmm. then they were like okay we'll just do a tv series then and then the it just yeah it, it all came crumbling oh, down oh my god the also the, the tragedy of this movie is that they were so hopeful and they, it, were, it is a really good movie they're they're they had a reason to be hopeful but it just didn't do well and they had yeah. so many things planned out actually uh, yeah. the attraction the attraction in disneyland uh, from the submarine that is now nemo that was uh, twenty thousand leagues um, under the sea yeah. under the sea mm-hmm. uh, it was going to become a an Atlantis ride, and it was going yeah. to be a submarine through Atlantis. Can that you imagine that? It and and then 
Treasure Planet came out and they, and they and they said, oh, we're going to make a Treasure Planet, but Treasure Planet didn't do well either, so it's now Finding Nemo, and that's like, whatever. Tragedy. I'm so mad, because we deserve an Atlantis ride, and, oh, and it's never going to happen. We do uh, deserve an Atlantis ride, and I'm so mad. This is the only yeah. reason that what I would be okay with them making a live-action sequel, a live-action remake of this movie, of Atlantis, For it to get if more. that movie... Yeah. Do, if that movie does well, which I think it would because the nostalgia factor, mm-hmm. uh, I think they would they would they would consider the idea of making a ride with of Atlantis, even if it's the live action movie. I wouldn't care because it's still Atlantis, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like we were robbed, and it's one of the great humanity's greatest robs that we <laughs> will never get an Atlantis ride. Yeah. The Leviathan be like an amazing oh, yes. like when yeah. when it like surfaced up into the oh. into the crevice, I was just like, Oh, that would be an amazing ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, amazing. And the theming of the, the submarine, like it just fits mm-hmm. so well. The cube it's will be perfect. amazing too. Oh my god. Yes. And like, oh, you, yes. I, I wish and, and you could meet Kira like oh. at the park. Oh, that would be awesome. Just put it in Animal Kingdom because, I don't know, exploration and stuff. And it yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. But oh well. We're not going to We will never get it, probably, so let's not... Tr- mm-hmm. Let's try not to get too sad about that. And <laughs> let's get sad about other things and let's talk about people. <laughs> <sequel. laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to get sad. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> so... <clears throat> The sequel, Atlantis Milo's Return, came out in 2003, and as a lot of these direct-to-video sequels, it started as being the pilot of a TV series. So that's why this movie feels kind of episodic. And it doesn't have really like a, a one cohesive plot, because it's just three plots put together, like very half-assedly. And the thing is that uh, now, Kira and Milo are the, the royalty in Atlantis, but the whole team comes back and they're like, oh, some shit, some shenanigans are going on on the surface. Trying to make they, it PG? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Wait, yeah. on that note, did Cookie say you bet your sweet ass? <laughs> Where? When? When, it, when it, uh, they were feeding them food, like, check it back, Audrey was saying... <sighs> Is this the same thing you taught you fed us when we went to Atlantis? And I swear to God, he said, "You bet your sweet ass it is." He <laughs> said, "I." I don't think he did, but if play he... it back. Play it back. Oh my! I will. I will try to do that one. Will... Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, he said that. Okay, we will. He could have put... said. He could have said sweet eyes, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. He talks. I have weird. no idea. Yeah, he does. He has a weird. That's a, that's a phrase in English. Yeah, yeah but in a kids movie. Like it was like it literally caught my attention. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we will check it out. Um but yeah, so they need to go back to the surface because some shenanigans are going on and they think that it's related to some Atlantean secret and some Atlantean old weapon, and they go and it's the whole and well, th- there are three little plots, but the whole thing is that they're trying to find some secrets of Atlantis in the surface because the whole thing is that Kira's dad tried to use the crystal as a weapon and they Kira fears that some weapons have been have gone out of control and that they are hurting hurting or creating chaos on the surface. So that's the whole thing. And that happens for three episodes basically. 
that, that, that was going to be like basically the plot of the series. They were just going to chase down Atlantean artifacts and, and that, weapons. Like. And I don't, I from the get go, I don't understand how like how that's interesting because if I'm watching <laughs> a show about Atlantis, I want to. You see want Atlantis. to be in Atlantis. I want to be in Atlantis and. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, you're just not in Atlantis. Like the whole title of this movie makes absolutely no sense because for my like first of all, Atlantis, you're in Atlantis for like half a minute. Milo <laughs> return. Milo doesn't return anywhere. He doesn't return to his home. He just well, goes he to the surface. To the, but, he returns to but the everybody surface. but everybody does. And and yeah. the movie's not even about him. The movie's more about Kira than it is about him. He's just there for the ride. I'm gonna play right? devil's advocate. Like I don't like it, but I kind of like if if this was a well-made TV show, I could like dig it. Like they're searching for Atlantean artifacts within different cultures, and I could dig it. I think if you put it that way, like yeah, but you it's still want to spend you still want to spend time in Atlantis because mm-hmm. Atlantis is just such a cool-looking city, mm-hmm. and and there are so many things that we don't know about the the, yeah. the culture that you can find inside the city, and it's like. Okay, we can explore the whole world and try to find like traces of Atlantis, and I think that's cool. But yeah, and maybe they wouldn't have done that if they actually had a TV show. Like this is only three episodes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but like that's what I was trying to get at that that Milo is not really like the main focus of the Mm -hmm. the the show, like the movie. Um, yeah, so. So, what do you guys think about this movie? Do you have any memories? Do you have something, some thoughts about it? So, um, let's go around again, Andy. Uh, memories, I remember I watched it. I remember I knew what it was. I don't know. I think, like, the last time I watched it, I was really young. I was really, really young. And I just didn't pay... I just paid it no mind. And it was kind of rare because Kira was on the surface, but... <laughs> But I, I I didn't remember any of the plots. I just remember like the the imagery of them on the desert, and that's like it. I do remember it was this bad though. I do remember this bad. <laughs> it was this bad. But you know, I didn't watch it a lot. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How was awesome. you, Timmy? All I remember is Ragnarok. That is all I remember from this movie. What? Ragnarok. Oh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Oh my god, we have to talk about that later. (laughs) I have a clear, clear, clear memory of Ragnarok. And, you know, I didn't like it. I actually found it kind of boring. Like, I was like, like, I was like, I was 30 minutes in and I was like, how much longer do I have? (laughs) It was me like 10 minutes in. But I didn't hate it. I think think what it takes for me to hate a movie is for it to be about animals. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Like, it's, it's there for me. Like, I think that's what it was for you for um, 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. it, that's how I feel. Like, it was just there. I, it's, I don't hate it. I, I think it's because I like I like what it was trying to attempt. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like if I like what it was trying to attempt, like, I would, I should hate, I should, like, dislike it more because I was like, it could have been better or, like, they should have done it better. But I kind of like, I love history. I love co- different cultures. I love mythology. And I, like, I don't know, semi-interested in the difference stuff they were exploring. I mean, just watch Carmen Sandiego. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Carmen Sandiego is basically the same plot. Yeah, just watch Sandiego, honestly. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
So also, like, can I just say that I wait? I was gonna say that this movie is like Carmen San Diego meets Scooby Doo. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, this had a Scooby-Doo vibe, I did <gasps> Yeah, it totally does, it totally does. <laughs> I, I, I realized that when I watched it, like, younger, when I was younger, I like, this feels like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, no, uh, another thing that I remember, the lava dog, like, he came on screen and was like, oh, you, that so, guy. Like, I, know this, I know this person. I had no memory of it. Uh, no, yeah, it, I, <laughs> I remember he, I remember he, like, eating rocks. I have absolutely no memory of it. And I was like, what the fuck is this thing? What are your memories? Mine? Yeah. I don't really have many memories. Like, I, I don't think I was ever, ever, like, really conscious about the existence of this movie. I think I heard it floating around, but I was not, not interested mm-hmm. in watching it. But as I was saying uh, last episode and, and earlier, I bought the Atlantis Blu-ray. And mm-hmm. it came with a delight. Oh, no. of, of having the uh, the the sequel in glorious blu-ray and mm. i was like yay and after i watched the movie and i watched the audio commentary and, and all the bonus features i was like i have nothing else to watch of this of this blu-ray except the sequel and i was like what the hell let's watch it let's see what this is about and i remember hating it and myself yeah. because i decided to watch it and it just, I just remember it, remember it being awful and I just had the worst time watching it. I was like, this feels like after I just spent like three hours appreciating Atlantis and the way that it was made and the passion that the people who made it had for it. I'm watching this now and I feel nothing of that. And I just feel so disrespected <laughs> as, oh person, as a moviegoer and as a fan of Atlantis. I feel like this just just spared my ancestors yeah and i, I just remember being cringe. so bad i did physically cringe at uh, milo's voice actor though oh my god yeah he was bad he was he was very so terrible no, but do you know who he is do you know who, who what character he plays I, I was trying to figure out like does he play someone he plays someone we absolutely love who what it he was plays- like he plays Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars series. Uh-huh. What? And no, like, no, no, no. Don't tell me that. No. He plays, he plays Obi-Wan no. in like everything. Like the video games and, and, and Rebels no. and Clone Wars. He's such a... He's the best uh, voice actor in that series. And But because he can, like he he's, like I was checking his, his IMDb page and he does a lot of voice acting. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, that, I, knew, I knew about that. Uh-huh. He has a lot of range, so like maybe this just wasn't a part of him. He was trying to do the voice of Michael J. Fox, so that I think that work. I think that's the issue that he was trying to imitate a voice that wasn't his. And well, for example, in the Clone Wars, he's trying to imitate Ewan McGregor, yeah. but he does that very well, and he he mm-hmm. he sounds like Obi Wan, you know. Oh my God! And, I uh-huh. yeah, I started being attracted to Obi-Wan because of the voice acting in Clone Wars. Yeah, me too. I cannot Shame. believe this. This Shame. is so weird. <laughs> yeah, Shame. Yeah, it is. I, just, I read that yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? You're attracted yeah. to the My- Milo sequel. <laughs> yeah. Shame. That's hard. That's He's actually hard. such a great person. I, I watch videos of him in, in, in Celebration. To be fair, I think this is like before the Yeah. Comic. So yeah, so he probably got better. Don't be too hard on him. Yeah, and, and this is just something that maybe just wasn't 
the part for him, you know? But I was, yeah, and and that's that speaks to another thing. I felt like every other voice actor did pretty well. Well, maybe not Kita's. It was still Cree Summer. I don't think she did really well. But Vinny, Sweet, Audrey, I still like I didn't Audrey. like Audrey. She, she sounded like a bit, I don't know, oh, forced. I liked her. I didn't, like it. I didn't like the accent. Vinny, didn't sound genuine. Vinny still made me laugh. Like, <laughs> I... Yeah. When he was like, I don't know, talking about Volgood, and he was like, he's like a worm, a beetle, you know, <laughs> kind of slap salamanderish. <laughs> like, no, he's definitely a worm. A, sal- a salamander is too cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I swear he improvised because that dialogue was horrible. Like every <laughs> right, so the yeah. actor had to improvise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another thing about voice acting, I read that the Carnaby, one of the villains in one of the stories. Uh, is the actor of Biff Cannon uh, from yeah. Back to the Future? And they're like, okay, we didn't get oh, Michael J. Fox this time. Where we're going to get Biff? Yeah, oh weird. <laughs> it was this movie has a lot of random things. Yeah, but the thing is, and I just getting back to my story that I don't remember anything from it. I remember watching it and I remember hating it, but I didn't remember mo- most of it. I had a slight memory of it involving the Kraken, but I thought that was the last story. Mm-hmm. And I had a brief memory of them being in an antique store, and that's it. And Same. I didn't remember anything else from the movie. Like, so my, mind, my mind was just like... <laughs> and, oh my God, it was to be honest... Drama. To be honest, I'm going to be honest with you, too. I forgot to watch the movie. And I was like, I, like last night, I was like, wait, we're recording tomorrow. And I haven't, I haven't watched Plenty's Smiles Return. What am I going to do? And I, I woke up early today, like at oh. 7 a.m. I woke up at like 7 a.m. to watch it. But I had to take like breaks because I was starting to fall asleep. Yeah. So I had to pause it, take like a five minute nap and then go back and be like, OK, I'm, I'm ready to go again. And yes. no, I just, I literally just watched it, like literally like an hour ago. <laughs> I did that. I, I watched it late last night and I had, I fell asleep after, um, while Ragnarok was happening. I and did took a nap does, between them. Uh-huh. That doesn't talk, that doesn't say well if in your climax you have to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I, I think, well, I, I'm going to talk about we that all slept. later, but, but, um, I was just going to say that watching it this morning, I, I think I had such a big expectation of it being horrible that I was like, meh, this isn't as bad as I remember. I, I think it's, I, I still think it kind of sucks, mm-hmm. but I definitely remember like it being like completely awful and not, and not enjoying anything. Mm-hmm. And this time I thought it was just meh. Yeah. So uh, improvement. Oh no, I did hate it. And I don't so- know what, I don't know what changed. Maybe I just, I, I, maybe I just am in, in a good mood today, but <laughs> I, I, just, I still think it's like some kind of, it's very kind of disrespectful to the original because it's just kind of half, half-passedly made, mm-hmm. but it's not the, the shit, shit show that I was expecting. Like I was literally expecting a new Bell's Magical World. <laughs> For me it was. For me it definitely was. I don't think it was that bad. That, and, and at least Bell's Magical World made me laugh sometimes because it was so horrible. This didn't at all. But at least this time the characters looked like the characters. Mm. In Bell's Magical World, they were like... 
Yeah, I, I still think the most magical for... world is the worst thing that humankind has ever produced. <laughs> but this is out. This is this is up there. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. You're hating it. You're hating today. Yep. And... I am in this mood. <laughs> and that's basically all the memories I have. I have it. I just spent years like thinking, oh, this movie, that movie sucks. But then I watched it this morning. I was like, this movie is just, what? eh, whatever. <laughs> And yeah, so those are the memories. So let's let's get into it and let's talk about the things that we liked and didn't like about the movie. And anyone want to start? Should we just say the plot of the episodes? All right, let's. Well, we can go like episode by episode, and that's where that's what we're gonna call them because that's basically it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes. So the first episode involves the kraken, and the kraken is like creating chaos because it's stealing ships and whatever and they're like they they go to Atlantis and they tell Kira and Milo that this thing is going on and Kira thinks that this is another weapon like the Leviathan that just went rogue and they go to the surface to check it out and it turns out that the Leviathan is like haunting this town and the town is just full of people that are like vacantly staring at you all the time and they speak like they were in a, like it's basically a ghost town, and they're trying. They try to investigate what's going on, and they find that there's this guy. I don't remember his name, but he looks like very old and very thin and very creepy. Mm-hmm. And they the the gossip in the town is that he made a deal with the devil to live forever, but that he forgot to ask for eternal youth. And I thought that was hilarious. And but and yeah, so that he made a deal with the devil. And he lives forever, and he is in control of the Leviathan. But it turns out that it's the other way around, I think. Yeah. yeah. That crafting design is creepy. It is. But, like, I, we, we have a group chat, and Tammy sent the picture that, showed, <laughs> like, in, one of, in, 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 a, in the hotel, I think, in, in the movie. And it has this picture of the Kraken with the most cartoonish eyes ever. It was supposed and... to be serious. And I was like, yeah. He looks like the surprise Pikachu meme. Yeah, it feels like, oh, this is too creepy. This will scare the children. Let's just put stupid little eyes on it and it will look better. And that's what they did and they kept it. And it looks so goofy. It's all hilarious. they had to do was do nothing. They just didn't <laughs> have to put eyes on it at all. Like, that's all they had to do. Yeah. And uh, where was I? Oh, and they they fight the Leviathan. They blow it to pieces, and the creepy dude fades away in dust like Thanos after yeah, well, whatever. And <laughs> and <laughs> sorry. And then and then the town goes back to life again, and everyone's happy again, and they move on to the next adventure. So that's basically. What I remember from it, I remember I watched it this morning and I have very little memory of it. Um, it's so forgettable. It is, and like from the get go, like this is like the issue I was talking about that I don't like the fact that they leave Atlantis. Like we get a glimpse of Atlantis and how they are doing today, and they tell you that they're prospering and that things are going well and people and kids are going to school and and everything's going going like swift like. It, it's doing well and I just want to see more of that but then you get taken out of the, of there and you get into this little like 
adventure with Kraken and whatever. The Kraken is like mm-hmm. also very, very few. It has very few screen time in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and also another one of the issues that I have, I think, is that the characters, they don't have the personality that they had in the first movie. Like, and they're mainly just there to fill space and time and to to move the plot forward. But they're not enjoyable. They're not charismatic. They don't, the jokes that they do make are not funny and they don't even make that mo- that many jokes anymore. And, and Kira, I think Kira is the one that suffers the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys think. For sure. She kind, no, of be- for sure. she kind of becomes a joke because it's like, oh, I don't know yes. what this earth mm-hmm. is. Also, yeah. Another thing that, that happened from that episode is the first, it's the first time that Kira goes up and they don't show it to you. It's like, hey, I'm Kira and I'm on the surface now. And it, it, it didn't even make a resonance with her or something. It was like, yeah. oh my God, I've never been up here. It just, she's just there. And I think they acknowledge that. Uh, and my, Milo says something about, oh, this is your first time. But it's, it, you would think it's a bigger deal. I don't know. No, but like, the, the thing is that it's foggy outside when she first goes to the surface. It's like, I can't see anything. And like, Milo's like, yeah, well, it's foggy right now, but it gets better when it's not foggy and you're like mm-hmm. and you can see like the, the struggles of the budget in this movie I like, know. Oh, yeah. you have the time or the money I mean for a landscape a beautiful landscape to show Kira so we're like make it foggy and, and whatever move on and acknowledge that a little bit yeah whatever and I, I agree I think that that moment with Kira like she's literally spent thousands of years in Atlantis like not being on the surface mm-hmm. and when she finally did come out she i think she deserved to have like that moment in atlantis with milo when he first looks mm-hmm. at atlantis mm-hmm. from the top and i think kira deserved a moment like that like just mm-hmm. looking at at anything like an island or something just just to show that she is doing something new and she's appreciating the moment and and it should resonate with her but it doesn't and just gets turned into a joke because mm-hmm. she doesn't know what a life preserver is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the whole thing with the fish out of water, whatever that they do with Kira, it really annoys me. And I, I, as I said, I've never watched Atlantis in English, but I didn't enjoy the voice acting in Kira. I think she sounds like too forced. Yeah. Like, I think no one wanted to be there, to be honest. I think that's why Michael J. Fox wasn't in it. They were, he was like, nope, peace out. <laughs> But everyone else had contracts and they didn't make as much money as Michael J. Fox did. So they were like, mm-hmm. whatever. And I think that's what everyone sounds like. They don't want to be there. And you can tell because there's just no charisma in there at all. No, 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 no one had charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a different experience. I, I, yeah? enjoyed the, I enjoyed the characters. I found them funny. Really? That's, that's what saved it for me. I enjoyed the characters. Yeah. Really? I'm so glad you had a fun experience. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I mean, they try to make jokes, like, sometimes, but they're just not funny, and they're not delivered well, and they don't really... I, they don't even, like, fit with their characters. They're just jokes, and it's like, eh. And I don't know. I just, like, really... I'm attached to these characters, so, like, mm-hmm. I think they, they really make a disservice to them. Mm-hmm. 
I think the one that goes like safest is Milo because he's not really a funny guy to begin with. And <laughs> and he just yeah, so he 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 does well. He whatever he his character is not screwed up, but as I said, the movie's not really about him. So I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this one. I Let's just move on to this. Second. I appreciate what I, I just want to say. I appreciate what it's trying to do, but yeah, it's not done well. So let's move on to the next one that I think it's the most interesting one for me at least, mm-hmm. and it's the one where they where they go to like I don't know what it is. Like it looks like the old west. I think they said it's Arizona. Yeah, I think it's near oh, it's it's Arizona. So, okay, mm-hmm. I was fa- I was probably falling asleep at that moment where, <laughs> where they say it. Where they say that. And they didn't say Arizona. They said it's in the Southwest, but then they said that they're going to transfer San McKean to Scottsdale, which is in Arizona. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Arizona's in the Southwest. Uh, what? What? Sorry, I my 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 mic got disconnected uh, for a moment, and I didn't hear what you were saying. Oh, we're I, we were just trying to to locate where they where where they were. Oh, yeah. Arizona's in the Arizona. southwest. They just Arizona. Said okay. The southwest. So, um, so they go to Arizona because I don't remember why they go there in the first because place. Because they they tell Kira that there is an Atlantean artifact there, but I don't know oh, how yeah. did they find out. I think the doctor just told them. I think there's this old guy that gets yeah. attacked. He found he found mm-hmm. the crystal. Uh, no, no, the wait. artifact. No, she found. No, she bought the crystal guardian in the store. No, but how did they, 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 first they meet with this old man that was like attacked by something. Yeah. But I, 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 don't, I don't think tells he found... them, he tells yeah. them to go to the, to the antique store where they find the Atlantean artifact with the, well, with, the, with only, Biff Tenning. He only tells them to go there because he thinks the guy stole his pottery. Oh yeah. I think, I think the reason they went there is because of the magic, like the sand coyotes. That's the only reason they went there. Oh yeah. The sand coyotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing is that this old man was attacked by sand coyotes for some reason that we still don't know, like at this moment in the movie. And they go to investigate and they wind up at this antique store with, um, I don't remember the name of the villain, but Carnaby. The- Carnaby. Ashton Carnaby. Wow. You just watched this. I did. <laughs> I did, but I, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Carnaby runs an antique store that it's supposed to have a lot of original artifacts and old things and and they enter this antique store and they find this Atlantean artifact and what happens then I don't remember. Mm, they try hey, but to... I, I, I love this moment when, when Kiera's like, How much for this? And and the guy goes, <laughs> Well, it's mm. an original one. Is this enough? And she takes out like a big pile of yeah. cash and Marty's like, Kira, no. But <laughs> it's too late and he takes the money and she's like, Yay. And and, and they <laughs> leave and they meet Chika- I think it's his name is Shikashi. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, and, they, and, they, yeah the wind spirit. And it's funny because he looks exactly like the guy from the last town and they like do you have a twin? And he's like, a lot of us look alike. And you're like, mm, budget. <laughs> budget for character design was not... Oh, no, it was because he teleported. Because they saw him once, and then they saw him twice again. And then the third time, he went in front of them. So it was the same person. Yeah, that's like... Because he's a, he's a plot. Okay. I didn't yeah. get that at all. Uh, you were really sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're fine. 
Well, well, you tell the story then, because apparently I fell asleep for most of it. Okay. Well, they got well, so they they got intercepted while they were leaving Carnaby's shop. They got intercepted by a wind spirit, um, who showed who showed up to them three times, and then he he asked for a ride, and as he was riding with them, he realized he um he slowly revealed that he was some sort of magical deity. And the sand coyotes appeared, and he told them that their secret, the secrets of their culture, needs to be protected. And he sees them as outsiders who wants to steal it and reveal their secrets and to like plunder it. So then the sand coyotes attack them, and I think after that they go back to Carnaby to investigate him more. Yeah, as yeah. he's doing that, as, when what when they like arrive there, Carnaby is hiding the crate that he stole from Sam McKean. Mm-hmm. So while they're talking to him, they discover that he stole the crate and they and um, Mole, genius, Mole, the genius figures out where the crate came from or where the pottery came from. And they they go to the exact location so they can return the pottery to where it belongs. And for why they bring Carnaby with them, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, why? You know, he's going to betray you. So yeah. they get to the place. They get to the place where all these artifacts are. Carnaby betrays them. They escape. They um, the wind spirit intercepts them in the ancient grounds where all the artifacts are. And yeah, because, sort of- because it was like a big city that it was a big underground city, and it seemed like a mix of a lot of American cultures. But yeah, that's, that's what Milo says. That uh, the explanation. Of Native American from to from Native America to Peru and May, yeah. Maya and Olmeca and that thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, and I I kind of like that. Yeah, and they said that um, the reason for this like their advancement or why they were able to build the city is because an Atlantean. Oh, right. <laughs> their city and that was the crystal guardian that taught them all these things. I couldn't tell if it was like an actual Atlantean, like a person, or like. A crystal guardian, like a, like a like a or like a statue, or I don't know. It couldn't have been a statue, but that was not clear. We only know something at Atlantean came to this culture and taught them all these things, and um, so yeah, they returned the pottery and Shikashi, I think that was his name, confronts them again and was like, "You have known our secrets. You are not allowed to leave this place." And they were like, "We have a big secret too, and we can keep your secret." And then he goes. <laughs> If you have a big secret, tell me. <laughs> so I tell yeah, the is the tea. Obviously, you know, that's a trick question. And it's revealed to be a trick. Yeah. say, we can't tell you. And they think they're going to die. But they they don't because they kept their secret and he can trust them. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's so, that was so cheesy. It was so good. I started coming and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was it. And like... I think my favorite moment of the episode is like, well, not favorite, but I think it it was very interesting that Carnaby at one point gets turned into one of the sand coyotes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Kira goes, what happened to Carnaby? Because everything needs to be explained in this movie. And the <laughs> spirit is like, he's one of us now. And he, I don't know why, because if he was trying to like profanate and steal the artifact, he gets turned into like its guardian. Yeah, mm. maybe like as, because he says retribution, like maybe as repent. penance. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. penance, yeah. 
So he gets, he becomes a Saint Coyote, and he now will protect all the ancient artifacts from people, from the like the the ancient secrets of the desert for the rest of time. And I think that was interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, as I was saying, I think this is the one that was most interesting to me, precisely mm-hmm. because yes. they find this city that is a mix of the, a lot of cultures, kind of like El Dorado from DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. And, but not as pretty because it's just <laughs> sand, <laughs> sand, and and also the animation, yeah, also. Uh, yeah, and the writing and the characters and everything else. But <laughs> it's a mix of different cultures, yes. and I was like, oh well, that's interesting, and how they they connected that to Atlantis with oh well, it was an Atlantean with the the power of the crystal mm-hmm. that showed them all these things and show them like how to heal and how to do a lot of things and that's mm-hmm. and, and like I like I like that. I think it's a cool, fun way to explain like how all these cultures from the past were so techno- technologically advanced for their time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's fun. I mean I'm not saying like it's very realistic, but mm-hmm. it's it's a fun explanation. Like, oh well. And it makes sense because you know I think the whole thing with the, with Atlantis and the crystal is that in the past they were very much more open with it, and they yeah. wanted they wanted to use it to do good for humankind, and they, that's why they went around, I think, to try to help people with the magic of the crystal, and I, it makes sense with the mirrors, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I think that's what I I think this is one that I like the most because of the whole ancient culture thing aspect but aside from that i think it's just more of the same and <laughs> very poor comedy very poor timing and kira is still like a dumbass because I, they find they, they were they're in this antique store and their spear or the, uh, like this thing is inside a crystal box a crystal case and it's like why is this thing in a crystal case like you can use it to protect yourself if it's in a crystal case and Milo is like, no, well, it's for security. And like, how can it be secure if it's inside a crystal case? And Milo is like, no, well, it's in case they want to steal it. And, and Kira goes, who would want to steal a crystal case? And it's like, Kira, it went, went out for so long. Ah! Yeah, it, it didn't so land. Long. And I think they brought it back. Yeah, they brought it back and it didn't land either. I hated that. I think, oh, Honestly, I don't think this is the same Kira that we met in the first movie. You know, because the, the Kira in the first movie was so smart. Like, she was not this, like, she was kind of naive. She didn't know how to use, like, the fish car or something. But that that doesn't mean that she was stupid, you know? She, she was. Yeah, she, she wasn't, yeah. She it's would. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate that she's used for, like, cheap jokes and cheap laughs and... Yeah, poor Kira, to be honest. <laughs> so what do you guys think about this part of the movie? I think this, like, the most interesting part, I would say, is my quote-unquote favorite. Uh, I didn't sleep while I was watching it, so that's point. And... <laughs> and I think the idea of the culture is good on paper. But they didn't explore it at all uh, that much, and I don't know. That's it. 
It's just another story of this movie, and I don't enjoy it. And what do you think, Tammy? I think, you know, like, I don't want to say I enjoy it. It's just, they're all meh. They're all... Yeah. Like, I feel like, I just feel like, you know, I think as I was watching it, because I am interested in these different, like, cultures and mythologies, and I was just like, I wish it could have been done better. I, I wish it could have been, like, I don't know, maybe Hercules, the animated <laughs> show. Because that's a good animated show. I enjoy that. I really like it. Like, they really Aww. incorporated Greek mythology in it really well and in a funny way and in a not, like, in, in a corny way, but not in a corny way that's painful. I like the Hercules animated TV show, and I kind of wish this could have been something like that because I, as I was going through it, I was just like, oh, if this was just better made, I would have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think, do you, you guys think that the, the the show would have potential. Like, if this was actually made into a, a regular TV show. Yeah. That, do yeah. you see potential in it? I do. I do. You know what? I, I would, because we, we say that we wanna, we would like to see more of Atlantis, and if, if, if it was a show, I do think they would come back yeah, in, some, in some parts. Yeah, and some things will come back and all that stuff, because one of the reasons that this, this doesn't work is just uh, that... The time for exploring these scenarios is, is too little and we won't get any more. Um, but at the same time, uh, the, the management of the characters and the animation and the acting and all that, it, and the script, they just didn't prove to be very well done. Um, so if this is going to be the whole show, like 20 episodes of this thing, no. I but the concept, they, yes. I don't think they held mm -hmm. back due to the fact that Atlantis was not a success, so they were like, well, whatever, let's just do whatever uh, show we can make, and that's why they didn't like put a lot of effort into it. But if it had been successful, maybe they would have put more, like, more cre creative thoughts yeah. in this show, and they would have made it better. Mm -hmm. But alas, it didn't happen. And for me, I, I do think that it could have had potential, but they need to get they needed to get better writers because oh, yeah. the way the that's terrible like yeah the dialogue is terrible some the timing is just off and the treatment of the characters just sucks especially Kira so yeah they need if they changed all of that maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the third story and does anyone want to tell the story because apparently I fell asleep and this to be honest this is the one well. No, because I think the first one is the one I like the least, but I think this is just, like, a, such a weird story. Like, it's so out there. I don't know if you guys want to go through it. And you can take slide. it since I, I fell asleep in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> and that means we all said a story, so... Yeah. And you take it <laughs> Um, The last story... Uh... Mr. Whitmore comes back. I think that's how it starts. If I just gonna okay, give you okay, your hands, okay. I can do it. I, I can do hands. it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I, I somewhat remember. Okay, so wait, no, I, I think I can do it. I just didn't know how to start. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mr. Whitmore comes back and he's like, "Oh, someone stole from me," and you go from there. Uh. So. Yeah, so Mr. Whit Whitmore calls them and tells them that, okay, someone broke into my house. Uh, there is a spear that used to be here. And I think I know who it was. I, 
it was uh, a guy that I used to work with and he kind of became mad with money or power or whatever uh, rich er Eric, people Eric problems. Hellstrom. Eric, Eric Hellstrom. Hellstrom. And Hellstrom he is such a badass last name, <laughs> I just want to say. It is. Yeah, because they, they were like in the northern region of Europe, like Norway on, and all that stuff. Uh, so he kind of became mad and he started to call himself Odin because he was uh, so, so powerful because of all the money he had. And then he made a, a mansion that he called Ragnarok. And Asgard, right? Didn't he? Uh, sorry, Asgard? yeah, Asgard. Yeah. And basically he just, I don't know. He, he started to believe that himself, and then he started to believe that he was actually Odin. So the the guys uh, have to go there to see it, to to go to to this man, and they take a plane there. They crash because snow and all that stuff, and then he, they see that Asgard is actually floating. So the spear actually had powers. And it actually summons lighting and other, I don't know, Odin stuff. And so they go there. And, and this Eric Odin guy uh, starts to believe that Kira is actually his daughter Brunhild, uh, the Valkyrie. And it's they just try to stop him, but they he throws them out of he throws the other ones out of the floating castle, so they fall, and Kira thinks that they were dead or something. And help me out, guys, what happens next? Um, well, they're not dead. Um, oh, Mole digs, <laughs> they're not. Mole digs, digs mm -hmm. them back inside, and um, they like give a little signal, like Mole lifts up the floor and he says, We're here, and Kira plays along with Eric. I think his, name, his name's Eric, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, she plays along with Eric to bring about Ragnarok. Ragnar oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go create Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> together, and then I know that there's a fire demon and the ice demon, and they oh, fight yeah. together. And then oh, they, yeah. I think that's what's going to create Ragnarok. And then um, Kira, uses Kira steals the spear. The spear. Yeah, yeah, she uses the spear to, to get the castle, like, up up in the air and then to smash it down mm -hmm. so savage smash it down <laughs> on the demons and Ragnarok is cancelled <laughs> Ragnarok is cancelled today <laughs> but yeah so then that happens and then Eric is Defeated. he's distraught he's yeah. distraught and then Milo is like okay let's let him grieve and then we'll bring him to a hospital where hopefully he can get better <laughs> and then after that they, we return to Atlantis like you all wanted, and mm -hmm. <laughs> let me, Stop. like this scene gave me like serious Wakanda feels because she was like, "Yes, we have yes. this power. Let's share our light with the world." And she brings up, she uses the spear to bring Atlantis to the surface world. Oh my god, Wakanda feels. Okay, so we had Ragnarok and Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Marvel was inspired so by this, Atlantis. Yeah, Mar yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way that one hundred and one Dalmatians do inspired everything else. Mm. This inspired Black Panther. Yeah, this inspired Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok. Can I just say I like I kind of enjoyed Kira in the Valkyrie outfit because I did. It, it, just, it just reminded me of Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. I'm like this is kind yeah. of perfect. Yeah, because she, looks she awesome. kind of looked the part. 
Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, I also... Yeah. <laughs> I also really, really liked that Eric Hellstrom thinks that Milo is Loki. Oh, Loki. <laughs> the you, trickster. The trickster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, also, Milo at one point gets, like, shot with a spear and nothing happens to him. <laughs> like, he's more powerful than, than we think, guys. Mm. Well, he does have a... Maybe he does have a... Well, he does have an Atlant- Atlantean crystal, so like maybe that's it. It it's always the shy and awkward ones that you gotta watch out for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I I think the plot of this this one episode, I think it's so out there because they are literally trying to stop the end of the world. <laughs> like we went from stealing artifacts in the desert to stopping the literal end of the world the apocalypse they had they had to <laughs> like, end it big guys yeah mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> but the fact that this guy is not really odin but he's just a guy that i know it's kind of weird it's odin it's really weird and, and when he the spear is what gives him yeah but, like he uses the spear and that's what that's how it works but like what <laughs> like the <laughs> whole thing with with like the show, I think it's that it does bring in the fantasy elements so that this guy is more of a Scooby-Doo kind of villain where he hmm. where he thinks he is like a, a very mystical and powerful creature, but he's just another human. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, that doesn't really fit for me. I think I would have liked that he was really Odin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have yeah, brought that would have brought like Norse mythology more into it and you're like, oh, damn. Because the powers are there and Ragnarok did start happening. Yes, so, yes. North, so Nordic mythology does exist. Why isn't he Odin pretending he was something, someone else before? <laughs> yeah. And I thought that, that the fire giant and the ice giant, I thought they were cool. The fire giant kind of looked like something from this show, what was it called? Ben, ben 10? Mm-hmm. Did you I know. that show? I, I didn't watch that, no. I never watched that. I never watched that, but sometimes I used to watch Cartoon Network and they would show like promos or previews for Ben 10 and it was about this guy that could turn into different monsters and he turned into a lava monster and he. I would swear that the design is a lot like the design from the, the giant the, the giant um okay which monster. came first did atlantis 2 inspire ben 10 i think it did because i think <laughs> ben 10 is more like into 2005 and this is from 2003 <gasps> oh my god and I, I like will... the originators for everything yeah <laughs> of course oh yeah yeah ben 10 is from 2005 and and <laughs> yeah let, let me just look for the alien because because i swear that it's the same thing I'm gonna look this. I'm gonna look this up. Ben Ten, lava alien. Oh, oh that's actually a suggestion. <laughs> okay, I can see it, sort of. Yeah, with with the head, like it's fire. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. Does it kind of look like a scorpion? Like it has pinchers, like on its shoulder. It's no, almost- no, no. It's like. It, it, he, his head is literally like a flame. Oh, okay. Like I think his I body see it looks, I think I see it his, his body looks like, like, like lava, literally, like rocks and lava. Yeah, yeah, I think I see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like not exactly the same, but it looks inspired by it. So we will just I mean, go with Atlantis 2 inspired Benton. <laughs> yes, let's go with that. 
<laughs> and I thought it was cool. And to be honest, I think my absolute favorite part of this movie, like, like there's not a lot of competition, but my favorite part is the ending. Because I do <laughs> when all is said and done, I do think that this ending brings something new to the Atlantis story because mm -hmm. this is them like like okay we already found a way to be to have progress within our city and we are doing well so now let's share that with the world I so I think that's a natural next step that they would take in a sequel and that's why I think the ending really is a good ending and if even if nothing else in the movie works i think the ending works i think the ending is a good ending i really liked it i thought mm -hmm. this is the most cheesy moment but there's this little girl who goes up to kira <laughs> and she's like what kind of crystal is that and kira goes it's not a crystal it's the sun <gasps> like wow and they just look at the sun and then <laughs> and then they blind themselves <laughs> and no, but the best part is that Mr. Whitmore, for some reason, is now the narrator, and he's like, <laughs> and from that moment, everything was much better. And, yeah. <laughs> and that gave me hope. Like it was just like, did did they solve the environmental crisis that we're going through right now? Did they? Maybe. Like, yeah, I think I think Atlantis saved the world. I think <laughs> the crystals from Atlantis saved the world from environmental crisis, capitalism. <laughs> Racism, sexism, <laughs> well, racism. Yeah, I mean, if they do say everything was much better, so like I'm just imagining <laughs> that everything it. was. Yeah. Or, or could or could have the greedy humans of the surface world use the power for bad, and the world got much worse? No, oh, that's, no. <laughs> I would oh, not think that way. Maybe they cured cancer. I don't know. I can <laughs> believe Atlanteans like canceled homophobia forever. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Oh my and god. no, well, like, seriously, I think the ending works. I think mm -hmm. the ending is a good ending for Atlantis, and as I, as Demi said, this is very much Black Panther, because, like, <laughs> well, we have this power, and we're doing so well, let's, let's share that, and let's help people get better, too. And I like that, and I, I do think that Kira gets kind of that resolution, because she had been struggling with like what she calls like her father's mistakes and she mm -hmm. feels responsible for them and yeah. for her to make the decision of, okay, we're going to surface and we're going to share our gift with the mankind. I think that really brings her full circle because now she, she made a decision to help others. So even if she feels responsible for her, her dad, her dad's mistake. And, she, and I just like that she doesn't let, the legacy of Atlantis being, oh, we just, we just were a city, a civilization that drowned. Mm -hmm. Like she God. actually gets, she she moves Atlantis history forward and she changes the legacy, and I think that's cool. Guys, so I give that yeah, this this theme and this plot, it would have been so good for the sequel, like an actual sequel, <laughs> like the one they were planning, because it's actually. It, re it really moves the story forward. And, oh, the possibilities. Yeah. We could yeah. have had it all. We could have had it all. Okay. So what do you think about this last story? With Odin and, and whatever. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't remember it that well, so... I, I, I like Kira in that outfit. That's it. Yeah. And I like the ending. 
I think it's just like a half-assed way to get the spear to Kira. That because yeah. it is the spear that helps her to bring Atlantis mm-hmm. to the surface. And I read on IMDb, I think that they they rewrote the like when they oh, yeah. when the show was canceled, and they were like, "Well, we have these episodes. We released it as a movie, but now we have to give it an ending." So I think I don't know whoever came up with the ending to like tie the thing together. I think it works. I think, and I think that was a really cool idea. And at least the ending is a good ending. <laughs> so, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about this movie? Like overall, final thoughts? I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> it it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what hurts hurts the most because you know for any movie that. It's bad, but you're like, well, whatever. It is what it is. But this movie kind of had the potential to the actually potential. be a good sequel. Like everything with Atlantis, anything with the Atlantis, like franchise or whatever, it could have been good. It could have been great, but sadly, because it didn't do well in the box office, everything went to mm-hmm. shit. And yeah, so that's that's very sad to think about. Mm-hmm. It is like very sad when something had the potential to be great, but then for money reasons and whatever, it's just yeah. not. And yeah, so that's what we have to live with. And hopefully, like, I don't know, in a better world, we would have an Atlantis ride and an Atlantis <laughs> sequel that was actually <laughs> worth it. With this ending that was cool, but but better um, delivered, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, I think those are my final thoughts on it. If you have... Anything else to add? If you have nothing else to add, we can move on to like upgrade or downgrade. <laughs> so you want to go around? This this is gonna be quick. And then... uh, uh, downgrade. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tammy. It's a downgrade. Does everything about it really? Like, despite the potential, like that doesn't mean it adds anything. Well, I mean, it. You said it did add like that last bit. Like there was something, but overall, it's a downgrade. Yeah, I think it's a downgrade on, on all counts. The characters, the animation, the story, anything, everything else. Everything is a downgrade. I'll just give it the ending a pass because I do think the ending makes sense and moves the story forward. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like the last five minutes are the, the ones that I would recommend <laughs> you to watch. But the rest of it <laughs> the last five is just downgrade all, all <laughs> the way down. And so do you, have, do you guys I have do. your ratings? I have a rating. I have a rating. Okay, okay, you go, Tammy. Atlantis 2, The Lost Potential. Oh, oh damn. That hurts. Okay, that, that was good. Um, Andy? Uh, Atlantis 2, Miley's Return, deserves to uh, be kept underground like the city of Atlantis. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> that was tough. Um, and a mouthful. Um, to me, it's... Um, Atlantis 2, Milo should have stayed where the fuck he was. <laughs> nice. Um, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, and we would have been saved a lot of suffering. Like, at least <laughs> 70 minutes of suffering. Uh, another thing, like, this is mercifully short. This is a mercifully short movie. It's just no, like, felt really long, though. Yeah. really long, though. Yeah, it felt really long. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else? Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, let me just check real quick what movie is next week because I really don't remember right now. Um, I hope it's something better than this. 
I, I think it was fun. I think we talked more than I thought we were. <laughs> we're, a little we're bit. good at getting juice out of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we we love, like, yeah. Talking. Well, next week is Jungle Book. Okay. Ah, nice. Okay. That's that's fun. But next time, like, next after Jungle Book is Anking Tree, and I'm so excited <gasps> about that one. Mm. Yeah, so I, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So next time, next time we will be talking about Jungle Book too. Um, I think this is that one was theatrically released, right? Yes. This is I one of the, the few ones. Yeah, I, I don't remember doing that, but I think this is one of the few ones that were theatrically released. So that that tells you that well, it has a little more budget, so mm -hmm. maybe we maybe it will be good. Maybe <laughs> we'll see maybe. next week. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys want to say anything before we part? Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you uh, the next time. Don't yeah. watch this movie. <laughs> we have better, better movies to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, much better. Um, so, thank you guys for listening, and remember, you can send us an email to todivisionpodcast at gmail .com. You can send us a tweet at todivisionpod. Um, yeah, that's a tweet, and yeah, just. We appreciate everything that you guys send us, your comments, questions, anything. And also, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes because that helps the, the show get more attention. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will see each other next time with Jungle Book. And that's it. Thank you, Yay. guys. See you. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.